Season 4, Episode 88. Welcome to our midweek bonus episode. Yes, and uh, yeah, pretty soon we're going to be into Season 5. This is like maybe a couple of weeks into August, you know? Yeah. Can you imagine going on five years of stupidity? Trust me, I, I, I don't think that we've become any less stupid, especially when you still have grown men getting their manhood stuck stuck in in a in a steel ring and you've got to call rescuers to cut it out you you guys need to just cut it out altogether or or cut it off i don't know I, anyway all the stories that you're going to hear in this podcast are true none of the names have been changed because we've all done something stupid St. Eric Lane, and welcome to the midweek bonus episode of My Stupid World. Just remember, if you see something stupid, say something stupid. And if you like the podcast, make sure you rate and review it, because I get five-star stupidity for you. So give it a five-star rating, and maybe even write a review of the podcast. I just might read it in an upcoming episode. And if uh, you do something really stupid because somebody didn't say good morning to you, you might make the podcast too. Just like this guy, who definitely went from neighborly to not real quick. A 33-year-old in Boston is in jail after attacking a random woman because he said good morning to her and she didn't say it back. His name is Ian Atkinson. It happened several days ago, but they just recently charged him. The 59-year-old victim was just watering her lawn, and he walked by and said good morning, then started cussing at her for not exchanging pleasantries. He apparently lives around the corner, but they'd never met. As soon as he got aggressive, she took out her phone and started recording a video. Well, that's when he attacked her. He threw at least seven punches and then jumped in a Mercedes and that was uh, parked nearby and threw it in reverse and nearly ran her over. She ended up with a fractured nose and a black eye. Luckily, that was the worst of it. She fought back and bit him on the shoulder. And despite being attacked, she was able to get a license plate too. <clears throat> and she also noticed that he had a GPS monitor on, which it turned out was for a previous assault that he was already facing charges for. Well, cops have charged him with assault and battery, causing serious injury and assault and battery with a dangerous weapon, his car. And a judge ordered him to be held without bail. Yeah, well, maybe he might want to learn some manners at the same time. So we'll see. Uh, Well, um, in case you have missed it, maybe you didn't even know it was missing, But Georgia's Big Peanut is back. The roadside landmark along I-75 in South Georgia was rededicated nearly five years after an earlier version was felled by the winds of Hurricane Michael. This time, the giant goober. It's made of sheet metal, but not fiberglass as it was in the past. Here's a couple of the locals there in uh, Georgia. Um, 
talking about how much it means to them. My grandfather and my father both were peanut farmers, and I can remember coming down here for different meetings and different events through the years as a child. A lot of people recognize Turner County is when they see the peanut. Stop in Turner County. Give us a chance to speak to you and buy something. <laughs> it's a symbol of pride in the heart of South Georgia's peanut belt, see, as well as a enticement for tourists to pull off the highway in the little town of Ashburn, Georgia. Maybe we should get a picture of Jimmy Carter standing next to the big peanut, you know? Y'all? Hi, y'all? <clears throat> well, yeah, maybe you got some extra money burning a hole in your pocket. Uh, and you're also looking to buy a headache. Well, I have an exciting opportunity for you. Uh, there's a, um, a new real estate listing, yeah, and I put that in air quotes. It's in Georgetown, a neighborhood of Washington, D.C., that doesn't include any land or livable property. It's uh, just a wall, a very old 22-square-foot brick wall. That's all it is. Well, that and the baggage that comes with it. It was apparently the wall of an old historic hotel or something, but now it's flush up against a modern row house. Now, a woman named Daniela Walls, uh, no relation to the old wall, <laughs> bought the row house in 2019 knowing that she only owned part of the sidewalk, 12 inches of interior wall, but not the 12 inches of exterior wall. And a year later, she discovered a leak and had it checked out and found that the problem is with the old exterior wall. The structural beams of her house are somehow tied into that wall. The um, wall is owned by a guy named Alan Berger. It's been in his family for decades. His father bought it in a tax auction back in the 60s for $2.14. But Alan has refused to do any repairs on the wall, and now... He's selling it. Daniela offered him 600 bucks for it, the tax assessed value, but he wants 50 grand. She says she can't afford that. Now, the listing says the opportunities are limitless because it's right by trendy shops and popular restaurants, and it's a 10-minute walk to the riverfront. The thing is, there isn't much you can do with it other than put something on it. But that's not a guarantee because, well, any advertisement or mural would have to be approved by an advisory board in the area. The wall has been hit several with several fines, which are currently tied up in court. And in addition to the disgruntled neighbor, there's also the cost of repairing it, which kind of seems like it could be an inevitability at this point. So maybe it's just a just needs another brick. Well, is this the greatest pizza innovation in a decade, or does it just sound gross? A place in Japan is selling something called the ice cream fondue pizza with a crust bowl baked into the middle that holds vanilla ice cream, and they want you to dip your pizza in it. It's not a dessert pizza either, okay? It's uh, your typical pizza fare, cheese, pepperoni, mushrooms, with basically a bread bowl in the center full of Haagen-Dazs. Costs about 17 bucks, comes with 
two even sweeter toppings that you can dump on it if you want. Chocolate sauce and maple syrup. <laughs> well, you can only get it in Japan, but dipping pizza in ice cream seems easy enough to try if you want to. I don't know if you've had it before, and I'm not sure if it's good unless you're maybe pregnant. The crust bowl in the middle seems like the true innovation here, but is ice cream really the best thing to put in there? I mean, wouldn't it melt? It seems like other things would work better, you know, like marinara, ranch, garlic sauce, or even nacho cheese. But ice cream? Well, just keep in mind it's in Japan. So I guess their tastes are a little different over there. Well, nobody was hurt when the 12-year-old girl led police on a car chase through several towns in Cheshire County, New Hampshire. A Winchester patrol officer who was involved in this crash said that it was a pretty dangerous situation nonetheless. Dashboard camera video taken by a driver trailing just behind the chase shows a white Chevy pickup truck trailed by several police officers. Officials said that this girl was behind the wheel of her dad's truck. The driver that took the video, Candace Connell, told Nine News that um, at several points, the pickup swerved off the road and into the oncoming traffic lane. After 30 minutes, police were able to stop the vehicle with a spike strip. Here's one of the witnesses at the chase uh, talking about what she saw. At one point, I saw a pedestrian. Like, my heart skipped. I'm like, this truck, I don't know what's wrong with the driver, but it was everywhere. I just really stayed behind, and I really, really could see the pickup truck all over the place where it was a little scary. Although the truck was erratic, the police officers seemed to be dealing with it in a calm way. The police said that the, during the chase, their top priority was protecting the other cars on the road. They had a vehicle out ahead of the chase to pull over oncoming traffic. Although the traffic was erratic, police seemed to be dealing with it in a pretty calm way, said Connell. Uh, police said the girl ran into nearby woods but was then quickly taken into custody. They said they're grateful nobody was hurt. She was placed in protective custody and then released to her parents. Hmm. Well, this gimmick would uh, probably work for Jimmy John's because your name would still be somewhat normal. Um, but Subway is giving one lucky fan free sandwiches for life. But there is a caveat. You have to commit to legally changing your first name to Subway. Now, if it's something that you're willing to do, you can sign up for a chance to win at a website, subwaynamechange.com. As always with these things, it's uh, not really unlimited subs, but it's a lot of them. The winner gets $50,000 worth of Subway gift cards. Uh, I guess if you had one sub a day, every day, uh, that would probably last you from 10 to 20 years, depending on which subs you got. And if you had Subway for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day, it would only last maybe a max of seven years. But look, don't worry, because... If you're eating cured meats morning, noon, and night, you might not live another seven years. Well, you'll also get 750 bucks to cover the cost of changing your name as well. And, of course, you've got that, um, I don't know, respect that comes from having a unique name that really is kind of stupid. 
Well, in many states, Americans can now ditch their physical wallet and verify their identity simply by tapping their device on a scanner. Now, just as digital wallets from Apple and Google have made commerce more convenient, digital ID systems could potentially make government interactions faster and more efficient. But they also raise concerns, uh, you know, the ominous specter of government surveillance. Can we have the efficiency of a digital ID without letting the government track our every move? Well, yes, but that's not the efficiency of a digital ID. You see, it's not really the path we're on. Let's say, let's take Colorado, for instance, okay? Since 2019, Coloradans have been able to use a digital ID as a legal form of personal identification throughout the state. The users download an application to their smartphone and enroll in the service. They have their identity authenticated by taking photos or videos of a valid ID card and other government-issued documents to prove that they are who they claim to be. Then that information is encrypted and the user is granted a digital ID, an associated key or a code that serves as an identifier. So, I guess if you're okay with um, the government um, tracking your move, I guess you can try it. But then again, you can probably be introduced to uh, Big Brother. There's a Swiss man's attempt to not necessarily digitize his existence, but enhance his sexual experience. Of course, this is uh, something we have covered many, many times on the podcast. He tried to fit a steel ring around his penis. And of course, you know what happened. Premature embarrassment after the Thai rescuers spent over two hours trying to cut it off. Uh, well, the ring, that is. At Pattaya Hospital reached out to the Swang Boraboon rescue team to bring a steel cutting tool to assist the 52-year-old Swiss man named Erz. Urs appeared pale and went nuts because the pain caused by the tight steel ring around his penis, according to Ty Rath. The rescue team reported that um, the steel ring measured about six to seven centimeters in diameter and had been worn around Urs' genitals. The rescuers carefully cut the ring and eventually took it off after a two-hour operation. The condition of his crown jewels after the incident was not disclosed to the media. The rescuers revealed that Urs had not provided any further information about his intentions behind wearing the ring, but they speculated he may have believed that it could, of course, enhance his sexual experience and pleasure. The rescuer shared that this was not the first time they had assisted someone trying to heighten their extreme sexual pleasure. They encountered some pleasure seekers wearing a steel ring around their genitalia in a belief that it could help enlarge the organ. The rescuers warned people, don't wear tight rings around their baby makers because it could do more harm than pleasure. You know, a similar case happened when a Burmese man in Thailand happened with him. The man sought medical treatment after trapping his penis in a steel ring for a week until his phallus became discolored and swollen. In his case, the Burmese man admitted to using the ring in the hope of increasing the size of his John Thomas, but his belief turned out to be nothing more than a myth. Aside from wearing a steel ring to increase the size of your penis, medical professionals also warned pleasure seekers, don't inject random medicine into your penises because it can result in terrible side effects. 
Well, props to this guy for wanting to help his daughter out. <clears throat> he maybe just should have waited until the next morning after he'd sobered up. A 51-year-old dad in Queensland, Australia, got a DUI while driving his riding lawnmower around through town at 1 o'clock in the morning. When a cop pulled him over and asked what he was doing, he said, I just thought I'd drive this old girl over to mow my daughter's lawn. And the cop said 1 a.m. is probably not the best time for that. His uh, chest cam was running, and so there is video. Here's the local officer catching the 51-year-old dad in the act. How much alcohol you had to drink tonight? Not at one o'clock in the morning oh. and not drunk. Hang on. No, you're not going anyway. Right, eh? No, you're detained. A breathalyzer clocked the guy at point 19. Yeah, that's more than twice the legal limit here and about four times the legal limit in Australia where it's 0.05. So he's due in court and he's facing a drunk driving charge, driving DUI on a lawnmower. Well, police in California put their shepherding skills to the test when they were called to round up a herd of goats that escaped their enclosure and took over a neighborhood. The Panola Police Department posted a video to Facebook that showed the Shade Drive neighborhood overrun with escaped goats. And I mean, it was bad. The goats were rounded up and returned to their enclosure. The ownership of the goats was unclear from the post, but the escape took place the same day. Bay Area Rapid Transit announced it would be replacing its herd of fire mitigation goats with a flock of sheep. <clears throat> the goats were quick to go back into their enclosure, you know, because, what, after spending some time on the streets of California, they realized that it could always be worse. But you, look, you can't blame the goats because they're just trying to escape California like everybody else. But it was nice to see California neighborhoods being overrun by something besides shoplifters. And after seeing the human feces in the streets, the goats were happy to be rounded up. You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with uh, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. -E. You get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop or mobile, for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, -E, on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at InsaneEricLane.com. And now, from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane, it's The Week in Review. Twitter has officially rebranded to X 
after owner Elon Musk changed the iconic bird logo. Now, all Elon has to do is to just add two more X's and it'll be a multi-billion dollar business. Some say Elon should have leaned into that bird logo even more, mainly because Mark Zuckerberg's Threads logo looks like a worm. According to a new survey of 2,000 Americans, America's most desired movie car is the Aston Martin DB5 from the James Bond movie series. But if people think they can afford that, they're drinking more shaken, not stirred martinis than Bond ever did. The average price of a DB5, $1.35 million. So the only thing most of us are getting is a KR24, short for a Kia Rio 2024, sadly. According to a new survey, most Americans think that the U.S. should be the world leader in space. And that's mainly because most Americans want to send our current administration into space. President Biden is reportedly using lower stairs in Air Force One to avoid tripping incidents. But pretty soon, they're going to have to eliminate staircases altogether and install one of those stair lifts on the plane Air Force One might also install waterproof seats throughout the aircraft just in case Joe suffers from one of those unfortunate um, accidents. A new report says that after negotiations broke down, a UPS strike felt like it was closer than ever. But people who use UPS really didn't mind because they were used to late deliveries anyway. Director Greta Gerwig recently said that Helen Mirren's F-bomb in the Barbie movie was cut from the final version to keep the movie PG-13. There were no F-bombs, so people had to go see Oppenheimer to at least get a few A-bombs. Former CNN boss Jeff Zucker and anchor Aslan Camerata are just old friends, despite raising eyebrows by recently holding hands, just old friends, even for CNN. This is incredibly fake news. The pair looked quite comfortable together as they were seen leaving a brunch hosted by Don Lemon in the Hamptons. And this is absolutely awful, not because Camerata is married with three kids, but because they were hanging out with Don Lemon. Maybe they really are just old friends with benefits. Sources with direct knowledge tell TMZ that Tom Brady and model Irena Shaikh are indeed dating. Ever since his divorce, Tom just couldn't wait to get another supermodel to inflate his footballs. Well, Raiders quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo will be available for the beginning of training, and but fans of the team aren't sure if this is a good or bad thing. Let me put it to you this way. Even the people of Las Vegas are betting on them to win the Super Bowl. Greta Thunberg was carted off by the cops at a protest in Sweden just hours after getting fined for blocking oil tankers. Greta gets arrested and released so frequently she's starting to identify as a New York City resident. Thunberg was also apprehended by German police during a protest over a coal mine. Needless to say, Greta has gotten to be the most annoying thing to come out of Sweden since self-assembly furniture. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and his team were uninjured when they were involved in a car accident in Tennessee. It was kind of an unfortunate incident, but nothing is crashing harder, though, than Ron's campaign. I'm sure Donald Trump is sending well wishes. Yeah, he really hopes the car is okay. 
According to a new survey, nearly two-thirds of Americans believe that the nation's economy will get worse over the next few months, which means that the scariest thing in October won't be witches, ghosts, and zombies. <laughs> Most consumers think the U.S. is in a recession, and those who don't believe that are somehow blinder than Stevie Wonder. Scientists have developed a building material using fungus to create an eco-friendly alternative to traditional construction supplies, but most of us would rather stick with Mushroom Kingdom in the Mario video games. The research aims to reduce the environmental impact of the industry by growing building materials using knitted molds and the root network of fungi. Sounds kind of interesting, but in reality, most people aren't interested in mushrooms unless they're the magical kind. According to a new report, President Biden's nearly two-year-old German Shepherd commander bit seven people in a four-month period after former first dog Major was ousted from the White House over similar aggressive behavior. This dog is incredibly dangerous to Americans, which means that he truly is a Biden. No word on why all the Biden's dogs behave so aggressively, but it wouldn't be surprising to find out that they actually drug-sniffed hunters' bags. Hale battered a Delta Airlines passenger jet for New York shortly after taking off from Milan, forcing it to divert safely to Rome's main airport. You know, flying is so violent these days that even the airplanes are getting beat up. Italian media said that the aircraft sustained damage to its nose and on the fuselage near the wings. The plane was in such bad shape it could only be compared to the average Frontier Airlines aircraft. The New York Giants and star running back Saquon Barkley finalized a one-year $11 million deal. Now Saquon can focus on helping the Giants do what they do best, <clears throat> barely making the playoffs and lose before reaching the conference championship. President Biden was shredded on social media after saying his administration has effectively, quote, ended cancer as we know it. <laughs> now, if only someone could figure out a way to end dementia. Joe insisted he wasn't wrong because cancer really is over. Yeah, you know, we're clearly in Leo season now. The intense summer heat is finally making an appearance across much of the Midwest and Northeast. It was so hot in places like New York and Chicago that people were actually going to the bathroom indoors. The breeze is gone Just dreadful heat a piece of meat You can't go outside And stay alive The heat's so hot Watching people fry Cause the breeze is gone Oh, 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 oh Gonna have a heat stroke I need to jump in the pool The breeze, tell me where's the breeze? The breeze is gone. The breeze is gone. The breeze is gone. It's just this heat. The breeze is gone. Eyes were surging toward 100 degrees in some Midwest cities and well into the 90s into the Northeast, or as the people of Arizona called it, 
nice and cool. According to a survey of 2,000 dog owners in the UK, 28% admit that they don't always clean up their doggy do, and now they're being kindly asked to please pick up what the royals are calling piles of Prince Harry's. <clears throat> Most Americans didn't think the English had this type of substance on the ground, but we do know it's what's often on their dinner plates. The first panda ever born in France bid adieu to the French zoo where it grew up and set off for its new home in China. The panda might be moving, but at least he can always say he wasn't made in China. The panda was in an incredibly hairy situation, but he won't be around French armpits anymore, so he should be fine. The 69-year-old Hulk Hogan has announced his engagement to his 45-year-old girlfriend, Sky Daly, during her best friend's wedding. Hulk is a WWE legend, but it appears that he's been performing more than one type of pile driver. He's old enough to be her dad, but now she's calling him daddy. Los Angeles Chargers have reached a massive five-year, $262.5 million contract extension with starting quarterback Justin Herbert. And after California state taxes, Justin should be able to afford a decent-sized studio apartment. This deal makes Herbert the highest-paid quarterback in NFL history, as opposed to former wide receiver Josh Gordon, who will always be the highest player in NFL history. Passionate Elon Musk employees are coating the Twitter offices in black paint and boasting about hunting and eradicating remnants of the Twitter bird. Kind of sounds nuts, but this is about the only bird hunting tech geeks can do. A new survey finds that lower-income customers still view electric vehicles as out of reach financially. Somebody needs to develop a more affordable EV so everyone can enjoy running out of battery with no charging stations within 50 miles. Taco Bell has added a new taco that's made for dipping. This is especially exciting for people suffering from constipation because it's much a cheaper alternative to the over-the-counter laxatives. The grilled cheese dipping taco lands on menus nationwide for a limited time. Now, if Charmin was smart, they'd run a special on extra-strength toilet paper. The new family comedy, Haunted Mansion, is in theaters, and, well, it's a little scary for kids, but not really as scary as the concession prices for the adults. The synopsis reads, A single mom hires a tour guide, a psychic, a priest, and a historian to help exercise her newly bought mansion after discovering it is inhabited by ghosts. <laughs> the federal government disapproves of this premise because they think she should welcome ghosts into her home. Sofia Vergara and Joe Montanelio are sorting who gets their pooch now that they are ending their marriage of seven years. Nobody is sadder than the pooch, though, who can't believe they're ending the marriage after 45 dog years. The canine is a 10-year-old fuzzball named Bubbles, a Chihuahua-Pomeranian mix. Bubbles creates trouble for men, but usually because it's the name of the stripper. <clears throat> and finally, head coach Sean Payton said that the 2022 Denver Broncos might have had the worst coaching in NFL history which is a bold statement considering someone has been coaching the Houston Texans since 2002. Hey! 
You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com. And uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, And by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing or something. And now this week's Genius Award. And this week's Genius Awards, well, there was blood and broken glass at Le Bilboquet in Sag Harbor, New York, when two well-heeled old geezers allegedly got into a brawl. Eyewitnesses tell Page Six that two guys in their 60s got into a physical altercation and started punching each other at the Upscale Eatery, which is owned by billionaire Ron Perlman and investor Steve Whitkoff. It seems that one of the posh publicists, at least, could throw a pretty decent jab. There was a bloody nose, one source says, adding that the wife of one of the guys threw a glass that broke. We hear that the fighters were escorted out by the restaurant's manager. Now, a rep for the Hamptons hotspot didn't comment when the press reached out for a comment. One source said the dumps dust-up might have been a family affair. They said, I don't think they were strangers, said the insider. They might have been related. And at the same table, another source said that fists were flying and they actually tackled each other to the floor. The eatery is known for transforming into a happening scene late at night. So we got two rich guys fighting, and we thought that wasn't happening until the Musk-Zuckerberg fight. But seems even stupider is that these were old rich guys fighting. I mean, they knocked each other's teeth out, but, well, they were just dentures. And then there's this. A Missouri man is in the Greene County Jail after police said that he broke into several Springfield homes, naked, and tried to assault several people. KY3TV spoke with a woman who says the man was standing next to her bed when she woke up. She didn't want to go on camera because she was still processing what happened. The man took off and police caught up with him a couple of doors down from her. Neighbors in the Roundtree neighborhood said they are pretty disgusted, but still not shocked. One even said the neighborhood used to be safe, and now because of situations like these, they're moving. In a Facebook post, one of the people whose house was broken into said she woke up to a man in her bedroom naked. That's when she says she uh, that he attempted to assault her, but she was able to get away. Springfield police say it wasn't just one house. There have been an arrest, and we are aware of similar incidents that are currently under investigation as well, says the Springfield Police Lieutenant Anisha Umbarger. One resident said, it makes me angry. It makes me look over my shoulder a lot more than I used to. I make sure all my doors in my house are locked. 
The man who is accused of this is being held in the Greene County Jail in lieu of a quarter million dollars bond. So this guy broke into homes naked. He wasn't wielding a weapon, but he certainly had his pork sword out. It's kind of scary enough when critters get into your house, but I can't even imagine how I'd react seeing a trouser snake. Or how about this? A Florida man was arrested after allegedly spraying a woman with a garden hose amid an argument about being on his property, according to deputies. Jeffrey Rutfield was arrested on a charge of simple battery and was later released from Sheriff Perry Hall inmate detention facility, according to the Flagler County Sheriff's Office. The incident happened at a home on Treetop Circle. Flagler County deputies were called to a home after a woman reported an unknown woman had pointed a gun at her husband. The husband, identified as Rutfield, reportedly escalated the incident by spraying a garden hose in the woman's face after yelling at her for allegedly being on his property line, according to deputies. The Palm Coast man allegedly followed her as she walked back to her car, yelling at her. She said she was in fear of being attacked, so she displayed a firearm for her safety, according to deputies. That's when Rutfield went back inside his house. Now, meanwhile, the woman stayed outside in her car waiting for the deputies to arrive. The deputies determined the woman was not on Rutfield's property, and he followed her to her car in an aggressive manner, according to officials. A busy week for the Flagler deputies, said the sheriff, Rick Sadley, in a statement. If you spray someone in the face with a garden hose, you're only escalating the situation. It's much better to de-escalate and call us to mediate the dispute. This guy must have attended my dad's being a neighbor 101 when telling her to calm down isn't working class. I think it's probably safe to assume who won't be getting an invite to this year's neighborhood cookie sale at Christmas. And what about this? An elderly Illinois man has been cited after an incident broke out at a Dunkin' Donuts in Wallace Township, Pennsylvania. According to the Pennsylvania State Police in Bowmansville, the situation happened at the store located at I-76 West around 7.54 in the morning. Authorities say a 72-year-old man from Illinois threw a cup of coffee and bagels at a 17-year-old and a 20-year-old employee, both of whom were from Reading. Officials say the man was later cited for harassment involving physical contact due to his behavior, but it's still unclear as to what led to the dispute between the man and the employees. I mean, with all the fights breaking out in Duncan locations around the country lately, I'm kind of starting to question if the Gen Z employees are adding crystal meth to the everything bagel seasoning. <laughs> Throwing Dunkin' Donuts coffee and bagels is a pretty serious offense, you know? Yeah. Given the quality of their stuff, he's now being charged with assault with a deadly weapon. And you got to check this one out. A Florida receptionist was arrested after a months-long investigation and found that she had reportedly stole from her employer's patients. Angelina Mina was arrested on several charges and booked into the Orange County Jail, according to the Winter Springs Police Department. Mina's employer, McDonald Family Eye Care in Winter Springs, contacted the police with suspicions of credit card fraud. According to the business, the receptionist, Angelina Mina, was allegedly illegally using patients' credit card information to commit credit card fraud, says the police in a Facebook post. Police believe that Mina stole about $44,000 from dozens of patients by taking their credit card information. Mina used a financial services system called Square. During the investigation, Winter Springs police found that Mina used her own Square account to steal about $44,000 from about 76 patients, according to the press release. The Winter Springs Police Department is actively investigating.
A receptionist can't just steal from patients. If she wants to do that, she needs to become a health insurance agent. Yeah, she stole from patients at an eye care center, too. She was hoping that they wouldn't see what was going on. And you'll never believe this. Charges have been filed against two men after state police said they found them with random credit cards and filling up a truck bed with diesel fuel. State police were called about 10 p.m. to the Martin General store on East Pleasant Valley Boulevard in Antis Township. They were informed that two men later identified as 29-year-old Elvis Clay Morfa Garcia of Elizabeth, New Jersey, and 40-year-old Andres Quellar of Hialeah, Florida, allegedly trying to purchase $1,455 in diesel fuel. Upon arrival, troopers said the store manager accused the duo of stealing diesel from other locations and that they were at the East Pleasant Valley Boulevard location the day before doing the same thing. According to the criminal complaints, the trooper approached the covered truck at gas pumps there and noted that they could smell fuel before talking to Quellar. He allegedly then agreed to let troopers look inside the bed of the truck. It was reported in the complaint that troopers then found a reservoir in the bed of the truck filled with diesel fuel. The duo was allegedly found with multiple credit cards that didn't match any of the receipts that the manager printed out. Troopers noted that employees confirmed that the duo were the only two that had used that pump. Both Quellar and Morfa Garcia are now facing felony access device charges as well as theft. Now, they were placed in the Blair County, Pennsylvania prison with bail set at $30,000 each. It's not every day you get to see a bed full of gas, unless, of course, you eat Taco Bell and pull the covers over your loved one, of course. <laughs> and then these two really didn't sound like the brightest bulbs in the pack. You know, they need to know that huffing gas is really a bad idea. Okay, one more. A Florida woman had her part of her ear bitten off while brawling with another woman over stolen vape pens at a house party. The incident occurred at a home on Oloki Street in Callaway. According to the deputies, a group of unsupervised minors threw a house party that resulted in a fight between a group of men shortly after midnight. Among those in the attendance at the gathering was 23-year-old Macy Reagan, who lived next door to the home where the party was being held. And at some point after the fight broke out, Regan tried to leave the party to go home, which happened to be next door. But as she was leaving, she was confronted by 18-year-old Dixie Stiles for allegedly stealing vape pens and alcohol. Investigators said Reagan grabbed a 9mm handgun out of her waistband during the encounter. Stiles allegedly pushed the gun away, and she and Reagan then began fighting. Deputies said that Reagan chomped down on Stiles' ear at some point during the violent brawl and ripped off a top portion of the ear. Both women are arrested, and Reagan's been charged with felony battery causing bodily harm, and Stiles is facing a battery charge. Yeah, her name is Macy Reagan. But I'm sure after biting off her ear, I think she's been nicknamed... Michelle Tyson. House parties usually have great finger foods, but apparently she was in the mood for ear foods. Now, do me a favor. Give the podcast a five-star rating, okay? Because, look, this is five-star stupidity I got, okay? And if you got a little more time, go ahead and write up a review. Make it really stupid. I just might feature it for an upcoming episode, because when you rate and review the podcast, it'll help it show up prominently in searches, because folks are out there desperately searching for that stupidity. And don't forget, share the podcast also on your social media so folks won't think you're being stingy with all that stupidity that you're hoarding. 
and hit that subscribe button as well if you haven't done so already because you certainly don't want to miss those stupid episodes that are coming up in the future. And if you're streaming the podcast and you're constantly annoyed by all that buffering because of the crappy cell or Wi-Fi coverage, just do yourself a favor and download every episode to your podcast player. Personally, I recommend the free Podcast Addict app for optimum performance with two types of paid versions available too. And besides this particular episode that you hear every midweek, you've also got the weekend episode that uh, features my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guerrero, and he'll answer questions that you submit with his sage wisdom. Ask Pancho about anything and test your skills also against Pancho when we have our weekly insane game show. Every week after the podcast is published, I post uh, articles from each of the episodes, Stupidity, on Telegram Messenger. You can read them on the app whenever you join the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World channel. And you'll be able to comment about the articles and share those articles with your friends. You can even post your own comments or suggestions about the podcast as well. You can preview the channel and get a link to download Telegram Messenger at t.me slash insane Eric Lane. It's uh, t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-E. It's totally free, available in desktop or mobile versions for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple platforms. I also hope you'll follow me on social media by searching out the handle at Insane Eric Lane on Facebook or Twitter. And swing by my website at InsaneEricLane.com. And finally, this week's verbal meme, the path to inner peace begins with three little words, not my problem. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is produced with support from Mr. Laughs Comedy, Ad Large Media, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and the Pulse of Radio United Stations Radio Network. Theme music, It's a Great Big Stupid World, is written and performed by Randy Stonehill. Copyright 1992, Stonehillian Music, Word Music, Twitch and Vibes Music, and is available wherever you download music. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is distributed by Spotify for Podcasters. Record your podcast as easy as talking on your phone and have it distributed to all major podcast platforms. The editing and music library are all at your fingertips with Spotify for Podcasters. Download the app from your favorite app store. <laughs>